Welcome to the Live Inspired Podcast with John O'Leary. John is the number one national best-selling author of the book On Fire. He's a world-class inspirational speaker, and he's the host of the Live Inspired Podcast. John interviews extraordinary individuals on their life story so that you can wake up from accidental living and more fully live your life story. Here's your host, John O'Leary. Well, hello, my friends. I am John O'Leary, and I'm so happy to have you joining me in the Live Inspired movement. On every Live Inspired podcast episode, I have amazing guests join me to share their story, their successes, their failures, their lessons, their life. Yes, you're going to hear profound and unforgettably inspiring stories, but more importantly, you will take away real practical ideas to apply in your own life. My friends, the goal is to have guests on this show that will inspire you to choose, and it is a choice to wake up from accidental living so that you can live inspired. I recently ran into a friend who is uh, not only a follower, but a rabid follower of our podcast. She's also someone who's read the book on fire and has heard me speak on three different occasions. And in the most recent conversation, she mentioned, hey, you should play some of the stuff that you do live. It made me realize that some of our listeners may not have any idea outside of podcasting what I do. Yes, I'm an author, as Joe Buck said on the introduction. I wrote a book called On Fire. If you haven't yet read On Fire, consider checking it out. I'm also a father of four, a husband to one, and a speaker. Uh, I, I travel around the neighborhood, around the city, around the state, around the country, and around the world, sharing this story that is intended to wake people up from accidental living so that they can live inspired. It's also the mission of our podcast. Well, the episode, the portion of the presentation that I want you to hear today is one of my absolute favorites. It's probably in the Hall of Fame reel of content that we share live and at events. To, to set a little bit of color, a little bit of context from what, what you're about to step into, here it is. When I was nine years old, I experimented with fire and gasoline. The result was a massive, mighty explosion. It split the can in two. It picked me up. It launched me 20 feet against the far side of the garage. Changed my world forever. One moment, I'm a happy, healthy little fella, and in the next, my world is upside down. I have burns on 100% of my body. 87% is third degree. My mom and dad come in. If you've never fully heard the extent that they showed up, and they showed up mightily, you got to check out On Fire, or you got to come hear me speak sometime, because what my mom and dad do is stunning. The doctors and nurses come in, and what they do is simply remarkable. The community shows up. Uh, kids in the neighborhood, friends from the community donating dollars, donating blood, giving us their home to live in while our own home was destroyed. The community is coming around this thing. Well, as the community is coming around it, there's a fella who hears about what happened. And it's that story I want to hear I want you to hear loud and clear today. When you hear it, be inspired by what this gentleman is doing for me. Be, be moved, be motivated, be lit up by what I'm experiencing. But ask yourself the question, what more can you do to be like this person, to be like this model, to be like this leader for those around you in your life? 
So you're about to hear the story of the first time Jack Buck, the radio announcer, walked into my room. It is a moving story. In parts, it's funny. It's emotional. This was recorded uh, when I still had mostly dark hair, man, probably four or five years ago. It was recorded at an arena. There were, I think, 10,000 Sensi consultants there. So Sensi, for those of you tuning in right now, there's a shout out for you. I appreciate the invitation then and appreciate what you do today. But that's where I am. I'm on stage in front of 10,000 of my nearest and dearest friends sharing this story. So we're going to take it live from there as I describe the situation that Jack Buck is about to walk into. Little guy gets burned down the street. They bring him into the hospital. The first thing they have to do is tie him down to the bed because he keeps fighting back against the doctors and the nurses. So they got to keep him tied down on a bed, not just on that first morning, but for the next five months. So you can't move. Your lungs are burned, (laughs) so you can't breathe. So they put a hole in your neck. What's that called? You got a trach, which is great because now you can breathe, but you can't eat or drink or talk. You can't do anything. And you have one more challenge. The challenge is you're so swollen that your little eyes are swollen shut. So you can't see either, which means all you can really do is feel, fear, dream, pray, Hope, smell, you can smell when your eyes are shut. So I had that going on and I had the ability to listen. You ever notice when your eyes are shut, how much more you hear? Some of you have been listening beautifully this entire time. (laughs) But when your eyes are shut, you hear everything. And as a little kid growing up in this neighborhood where y'all have come for your reunion, There was one thing that we used to love to do in the 80s. Some of you did this last night, man. We like baseball here. We love baseball. In the 80s, when I grew up, we weren't watching the games at that new stadium. The games were never on television. So maybe for you too, but how would we used to watch baseball or sports back in the day? You'd listen, the radio. We had a fellow in St. Louis named Jack Buck. Jack Buck was the voice of the Cardinals for 49 years. He was my hero for nine of them. This is my hero. I never met the man. Never met him. But I loved him. I loved that guy. Loved him. Loved his voice. So I'm laying here in a, in a, in a hospital. Guys, if you don't, I'm going to go back just one slide. I'm laying in this hospital like this. Can't do anything. And I hear the door open up. It's a day after I got burned, Sunday morning. Somebody walks in. They sit down. They pull the chair up close. And then I hear this voice. This voice says to me loud and clear and very firmly, Kid, wake up. You are going to live. You are going to survive, and when you get out of here, we are going to celebrate. We'll call it John O'Leary Day at the ballpark. And then he says, listen to this, kid, are you listening? 
and I say very loudly back. And I hear my friend, who I'd never met before that day, say to me, good, keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting. And then he gets up, he walks out of that room, he pulls the door shut, leans his head against the glass, and just breaks down crying, which we all know is a sign of great weakness. Uh Uh-uh. Baby, I think it's a sign of great strength. I mean, if you're crying at every party, we probably need to talk, okay? (laughs) And that, that may be too much emotion, maybe. But to occasionally, just baby, you let it rip and you need someone where they are. That's what's really going on here. Jack wept. And one of the nurses came over to him, got down on her knees, looked up at the celebrity, and she said, Mr. Buck, are you okay? And he says, I'm not sure. The little boy won't make it, will he? And the nurse, and this is the expert, looks back up and says, Mr. Buck, there is absolutely not a chance. When this news comes into our life regarding our work, our relationships, our health, our children, our parents, whatever it may be, not a chance, not a chance, what we do next matters. What this person does, he takes it home, he cries, he prays, he reflects, and then he journals on a simple question. What more can I do? What more can I do? What more can I do? There's two ways to ask this. One is to throw your hands up in the air and say, what more can I do, man? I've done it all. I'm done. That's one way. But the way Jack chose to do it was completely out of love, knowing his why, knowing, knowing that there was one more thing to be done, that one person can, in fact, change the world through their life. What more can I do? And after getting his answer, he sleeps on it, wakes up in the morning, and delivers. The following morning, now it's Monday, I'm laying here in this hospital bed, bored. The door opens up, somebody walks in, they sit down, they pull the chair up close, and then I hear this voice, kid, wake up, I'm back. You are going to live. You are going to survive. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. (sighs) Kid, see you soon. And the following day, he keeps his promise and he shows back up. For five months, this man kept serving and coming back and inspiring and impacting. This man changed my world, I think directly in many regards. He led to a miracle called homecoming. It was many people's work and many people's prayers and many people's love and encouragement, but Jack Buck stood up high, led to that picture up there. And then a month after homecoming, man, we had to have a party. So we went downtown, we went to a place called Bush Stadium. That night, I had 13 Cokes, okay? 13 Cokes. But but every single one of them came, not from my hands, because I can't hold anything. 
They came from my mom's. So Jack sees this little boy, he probably drinks too much, but he can't even do it himself because mom is holding that cup up to him with a little straw. He sees a little boy in a wheelchair who can't get out of it. Roy has tried, and the therapists are trying, but the little kid can't walk. He sees a little boy without fingers, with scars and splints all busted up. He sees it all, friends. And he sees the other side of the coin. And there is always the other side, always. When you look at the screens today, what jumps off it at you? Besides the goofy cardinal hat. The big goofy smile, do you see it? Cover it up. Do you still see it? And the eyes. The little dude is lit up, he's fired up. So Jack sees the joy and the hope, the spirit, and he sees the pain and the brokenness and the challenges and what he knows to be true and what you all know to be true, they walk side by side. They come in step, they come together, they come married. Jack chooses to take home both, cry about both, pray about both, and then reflect on a singular question. What more can I do? What more can I do? What more can I do? As a consultant, as a parent, as a child, as a friend in the community, what more can I do? Journal on it, answer it, take action. That's his secret. The following day, I'm at home with my mom and dad. Mom goes out, she comes back in with this baseball. Below the ball from a guy named Ozzy Smith is a note from a fellow named Jack Buck. And the note says, <laughs> the note says, kid, if you want a second baseball, all you have to do is send a thank you letter to the man who signed the first one. Just one problem with that, Jack. What's the problem, Sensi? That's right, man. You don't have hands. You don't have fingers. You can't even hold the soda. You sure can't hold a pen. Do you think my mom and dad were trying to get me to write yes or no? You know, what they used to do every day is to walk into my room. They would get eye level with me like this. And my mom would try to hand me a pen. And she would say to me, baby. Baby, when you learn how to write again, you get to go back to school. <laughs> Mom, I'll try when I'm up for it. I'll try. <laughs> do, do you think a little fella in Missouri is longing to go back to school? Is that his great goal in life? I ignored them. But what Jack did so beautifully is he did not call me up to where he was. He met me where I was, and there's a great difference between the two. He came all the way down to where this little kid was, met him in his why, asked the question, what more can I do, delivered this baseball, changed my world, changed my world. Do you think I wrote the note? Yes or no? Yes. Let your yes be heard today. Yes. Mailed off that note. A couple days later, I got a second baseball with a second note. Kid, if you want a third baseball, all you have to do, Sensi, is send a thank you letter to the guy who signed the second. Mama, bring me a pen. 
because motivation is an inside job. And baby, I got my inspiration now. It's baseball. It is baseball. It's these little balls. I wrote another note, waited around, got a third baseball with a third note that said, what do you think it says? Louder, please. Kid, if you want a fourth baseball, all you have to do. This goes on day after day for the entire summer. And by the end of it, Isn't that cool? One man sent 60 baseballs to a little kid in a wheelchair with bright red skin and no chance, some people think, changing his world, allowing him to realize, yes, indeed, you can write again. You can, in fact, write again. He had to believe first. I followed. He gave those 60 baseballs, which led back to grade school. Grade school was followed by high school, uh, four years there, followed by nine years at university. <laughs> where, you tripped your way forward a little bit, but somehow you survived and you endured, you showed a little bit of spirit, and then somehow you graduate. And then graduation night, Sensi. Graduation night, one of the great miracles happens. The, the miracle, I think, is love. Love shows up. I, I never dated in grade school, middle school, high school, or college. That, that's a pretty long drought, okay? <laughs> like about a lifelong drought, but graduation night, she arrives on the scene. And she's beautiful. And you've seen her already, so you know how this story ends. But as a kid, I didn't know how it was going to end up. Graduation night, though, she shows up. You ready for her? Here she comes. True story. She gorgeous? Jack Buck. Who'd you expect? Who'd you expect? Oftentimes, she's not what we expect. She's not oftentimes exactly what we expect. She shows up sometimes as a 19-year-old brunette that you're going to meet later on that summer named, named Elizabeth Grace. She's beautiful, but you haven't met her yet. Other times she shows up as a 75-year-old male named Jack Buck with a great heart, Parkinson's disease, and stage 4 lung cancer. That's sometimes what she looks like. What we all know, though, from our own experiences, from our own lives, is when she shows up in our life, Love changes us. And when we show up as love for those lucky enough to be around us, we change them. We change them. That night, Jack Buck came as love with a package and a note. What, what do you think the first word on the note said? <laughs> you got to say that louder, please. Kid. Oh, babe, show me some spirit. One more time. Kid. Kid. Dude never knew my first name was John. Kid, <laughs> kid, this means a lot to me. I hope it means a lot to you too. Enjoy. It's yours. So I, I open up this package, look inside, whew, blows me away, blows me away. And before I open up this package in front of each of you, I want you to realize the question that led to the gift. It led to him having a Hall of Fame career and a Hall of Fame life. It changed his world and those lucky enough to be around him, and it absolutely, absolutely will change ours too.
the question that guided his life then and ours, I hope, what more can I do? What more? What one thing? What more can I do? For Sensi, the folks I get to serve on my team, for friends in the community, for family members, for myself, my spiritual journey, my faith life, in my health, with my finances. What more can I do? What more can I do? Okay, I'll try. Kid, this means a lot to me. Hope it means a lot to you too. Enjoy, it's yours. Kid, this is the baseball that I received when I went into the Hall of Fame. Don't drop it, it's priceless. <laughs> he, he gives this heirloom away to a 22-year-old kid who had no clue what he was going to do in life. Changed my world again. His gift of love in many regards, I think, led to this picture. Because when you have felt such powerful love from those around you, finally, eventually, you might believe in yourself, which finally happened to me, which allowed me to make the greatest sale in my life. Pictured on both screens. And then we enjoyed and opened up one of the greatest gifts in our life. This little boy. <clears throat> Named, friends, after one of the greatest individuals in our life. Jack. Jack. That story that you just heard has been refined and uh, even clarified farther to unpack additionally what Jack Buck did, the impact that he had, and the way he went about his work, his relationships, his broadcasting, his community service, his faith, his finances, his life. He, Jack Buck, asked the question, what more can I do? I hope you heard that loud and clear during that time I was sharing live. That question, it kept coming up again and again and again, my friends. What more can I do? Jack Buck asked this question, but more than vaguely asking it and then getting on with his day, moving on to the booth, getting on to the, the highway, the freeway, the next thing in his deal, Jack Buck paused and would actually answer the question. So my question to you right now as we get ready to kind of shift gears, is how many of you are tracking your life? How many of you are tracking opportunities to serve? How many of you are tracking prayers that you offer, opportunities to make a difference, ability to serve in a burn center or in your own household to make dinner for a loved one, to bring by baked goods for a retiree, someone who's on their own, to send a thank you note or a love letter to someone you haven't spoken to in a week or in decades? What more can I do to more effectively track my life and to ensure tomorrow is even better than today? Jack Buck was a master at this. And because of that, I get to be on this podcast with you today. I have the great pleasure of returning later on today to my wife, Beth, of raising my four kids, the oldest of them, by the way, Jack. I wonder where he got the name. We have the opportunity because so many individuals showed up, but Jack Buck was one. That question, what more can I do? If it's one you don't currently ask yourself in your professional journey, in your relationships at home, in your spiritual journey, as you show up each day emotionally or financially, my invitation, my challenge, my ask is to be bold. I'm assuming many of you have heard of compound interest. Yes? The, the idea that about every seven years or so, a dollar invested will actually double. 
This is great news. So you put a couple dollars away today, and in seven years or so, it's going to double up. It's called compounding interest, the eighth wonder of the world. Can you imagine compound interesting your life? What a gift. And it's a choice. It's a choice, my friends. And I just encourage, I ask, I invite you to live into that choice today. As you know, this is our podcast. You know that we are growing our following. We are growing our impact. We are touching lives, not only around the country, but literally around the world, man. This is a global movement at this point. And wherever you are tuning in from today, from Poland, the UK, Germany, Australia, China, we got you, baby. Japan, Korea, et cetera. We move all around the country, all around the world. We're thrilled you're here. We're thrilled you're part of the Live Inspired movement. We're also asking that you help expand and elevate and expediate this movement. If you're enjoying these episodes as much as I enjoy bringing them to you, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, tell those that you do life with about the Live Inspired movement. Invite them in. We are trying to change the world from negativity and exclusion and fear and anxiety into one of inclusivity, one of hope, one of faithfulness, one of love, one that barks out the question and demands the answer to it. What more can I do? To learn more about this movement, consider checking out JohnO'LearyInspires.com, JohnO'LearyInspires.com. Share it with your friends and your family. My friends, I love the story of Jack Buck. I love sharing it. I love being reminded of it. And today I loved inviting you to hear more about this great man, his impact on my life, and the simple question, the answers to it, and how it profoundly touched not only my life, but how it will absolutely profoundly impact and influence the lives of those you serve, including the one in the mirror. My friends, for this time. And until next time, this is John O'Leary, and today is your day. Live inspired.